Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow wherever you are right now to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood.org. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today. Darkness filled with light. 
love that called forth all existence into life. Love that spoke into the dark till the darkness blazed with light. Love that filled all of creation with a song. I am here like a treasure hidden deep within this world. Every river, every mountain points the darkness in the light. Come and find me. Come and know me. Come and love. Before creation's torn, there was darkness filled with love. Love that called forth darkness blazed with light, love that filled all of creation with a song. I am here like a treasure hidden deep within this world. Every As we enter into our time of worship today, I would invite you to be still, perhaps close your eyes for a moment and notice your breath as you breathe in, as you breathe out. And allow the noticing of your breath to still your mind and your heart. And would you take just a moment to look back at the week that you have just lived, the days that you have gone through, the experiences that you've had, the people that you have encountered, the things that you've seen, the conversations. And I would ask you to reflect upon the question of where you have seen God's treasure in your life in the past week. Would you sit with that for just a moment? Where have you seen God's treasure in your life in the week past? And as you continue to look back at the landscape of your life, I would invite you to turn that question around and ask yourself, when in the past week did God's presence feel buried? Did it feel far away where you could not see? You felt a separation perhaps from God's presence. Would you sit with that for just a moment?
darkness in the light. Come and find me, come and know me, come and love. I am here like a treasure hidden deep within this world. Every river, every mountain points the Come and find me, come and know me, come and love. Come and find me, come and know me, come and In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Or our Abba, the one in the Shemayim, Kadesh be your Shem. Your Malkuth come, your Retzon be done, as in the Shemayim, so on earth. Give us this day our lechem ha-mahar and release us from our kob as we release our debtors. And do not let us be carried into Massah, but deliver us from ha-ra, because yours is the Malkuth and the Geborah and the Tiferet to the Olamim. Amen. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord God you have a rock of ages, an olamim. Blessed is the name of his honor to the age, to the olamim, and the whole earth is filled with his honor. Amen and amen. Well, we have come to the end of this series that I think we've all found so refreshing. And I'm going to say what you're probably all thinking besides, are sequins really contemplative attire? <laughs> <laughs> you're probably thinking of that Randy Travis song. Forever and ever, amen, with an emphasis on the er, forever and ever, amen. Right, Peter? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so besides all that silliness, forever and ever, we visualize it as this line of time, and perhaps that's what the Greek translation has, has conjured for us. This line of time, these ages, these eons that can be counted almost, but because it goes on forever and ever, you can't count them. But it's still some type of time that just doesn't stop. But this word, actually, in Hebrew, Olamim 
It comes from this Hebrew verb meaning concealed or hidden. And the noun can be translated as ages or worlds. So concealed ages, hidden worlds. This, I think, points to the meaning of this, these hidden states of being and consciousness that, that are more subtle, really. It's not just about future time coming towards us or us moving through it. Not something that just goes on and on into the everlasting. It's about states of existence and consciousness. Not time or age. It's about planes of depth and height. Similar to these, the concept of the Shemayim that we talked about so early on in this series. These, it just is expansive and, you know, I think about these images that are coming to us from NASA's James Webb Telescope and all of the depth that we are seeing in those as opposed to what we had with earlier technologies. And we see, I mean, it's just magnificent. This is what I visualize when I think about Olamim, hidden, concealed worlds. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory to the Olamim. To every hidden state of being. It's not just about assurance about what may befall us. It's not just about this coming kingdom. For me, it's about the, the, the assurance that in whatever phase or stage or knowing that I experience in my spirit and inner life that the presence of the divine is evident and present there too. So as I've sat with this this week, the thing that keeps coming up for me in the living out of this, the so what about all of this, actually lands with my children and my hopes and desires for them. Sure, I want them to make good grades, make good choices about what comes next for them post high school. I want them to have adventures. I want them to find a beloved. I want them to build a life in community and great joy in whatever it is that they put their hand to and to have good health. These are my deepest desires for my children. But when I see what is actually behind it, this is what I really, really want them to know, is that, sure, they can go and do all of those things, but what I, more than wanting them to know that God is with them in all of those places, I want them to know that in the interior landscape of their soul, in the hidden ages and stages and worlds that dwell and swirl within them, that the divine is present and evident there too. We all have experienced great grief and disappointment and longing and great ecstasy and joy and God is present in those places too, down to the depths, not just in a line of time, but something that swirls down deep. The, div the divine kingdom, the power and the glory are most accessible, I think, from the inside, not just from the outside. 
think about that. The kingdom and the power and the glory are most accessible from the inside, from the hidden, concealed places within each of us. Let's abide in that for the next few moments. The kingdom and the power and the glory within, like a hidden treasure within. Great is thy faithfulness. 
One of the great privileges that I have as a pastor here at Chapelwood is officiating at the weddings of young couples that are getting married. And a wedding ceremony can have so many elements in it. It can have songs and it can have uh, scripture read. It can have candles being lit. But the heart of a wedding ceremony is the vows that the, coven, that the couple says to one another. That's what they came there to do, to speak their words of vow and covenant to one another. And when they speak those words, they are truly entering into a lifelong covenant with themselves and with God, a lifelong binding covenant. You may be familiar with those words. Has anybody here ever gone to a wedding? <laughs> oh, good, I got the, you're with me, good, that's good. A little common ground here, good. No, we've all been to weddings. And you may have heard these words at a wedding. I, John, take you, Mary, to be my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health, to love and to cherish until we are parted by death. You could probably all say those words from memory. But a covenant, those vows that they speak together um, are sealed with some words. Some very special words are spoken right at the end. And the words that I like to lead couples in is to say, and to this, to everything that I have just said, to this, I pledge you my faith. I pledge you my faith. The Lord's Prayer that we have been sitting with all these weeks ends with one word, and it's the word amen. And when we hear the word amen, it doesn't do a whole lot for us. I mean, isn't that how all prayers are, are ended? That's the common way you end all prayers. You just say the word amen, right? That's what I learned. When I, if it was a proper prayer, you had to say amen at the end. That's just how you do it. And sometimes we think of that word just as a, a period, kind of a placeholder, if you will. That that's just how a prayer is supposed to be ended. But when you get underneath that word, like we've been doing during this series, and trying to really understand the words and what they truly mean, which I have found very powerful during this whole series, it's so much more personal. The word amen is so much more personal. It is a commitment that a person is making when they say those words. The Hebrew behind the word amen means to support or be faithful. So when we say the word amen, amen, at the end of the Lord's Prayer, we are committing to be faithful to the truth of all that we have just spoken in this prayer. Let me say that again. We are committing to be faithful to the truth that we have just spoken as we have prayed that prayer. It's kind of like we're saying, with all that I am and all that I have, I will be faithful to what I have just prayed to you, God. We are asking God with that word, may the words of my mouth, may the actions that I take be congruent and consistent with all that I have just prayed. It means so much more than just a dot at the end of the sentence. And really, in this respect, it's like the final phrase of the wedding vow. And to you, I pledge you my faith. That's what we're saying when we say this word, amen. May I be faithful to all that I have just prayed to you, Lord. So I would invite you to sit with this, this phrase for a moment. Just sit with this phrase, may I be faithful to the truth that I have just spoken. Would you sit with that? May I be faithful to the truth that I have just spoken when I've prayed this prayer. And my hope and my prayer is for you that in the future, when you come to the end of the Lord's Prayer,
that rather than just hearing the word amen as a period, that you might hear it as an affirmation of your faith to be faithful, to be true to all that you have just prayed to God. Would you sit with that for just a moment? May I be faithful to the truth that I have just spoken. From you is born all ruling will, the power and life to do, the song that beautifies all. From age to age it renews. Out of you the astonishing fire, the birthing glory, returning light and sound to the cosmos. Again and again, from each universal gathering of creatures, nations, planets, 
time and space to the next. Truly, power to these statements. May they be the ground from which all my actions grow, sealed in trust and faith. Amen. a treasure hidden deep within this world. Every river, every mountain points the way. 
light. Come and find me. Come and know me. Come and love. And so we gather at this table at the invitation of our loving parent, an invitation to participate in the hallowing of the name, an invitation to enjoy the bread of tomorrow today, an invitation to remember that all the chips belong to our Abba. We are playing under his house rules. It's an invitation to enjoy the Malkuth in the here and the now, that the kingdom of God, that's not just in the hereafter, but it is within as a treasure for the holy now. It is in that spirit that we gather. And I invite you to one last time to pray this prayer of our Abba using these Hebrew and Aramaic words. And it's okay if you stumble through. It's the spirit of it that matters. Let us pray. To our Abba, the one in the Shemayim, Kadesh be your Shem, your Malkuth come, your Retzon be done, as in the Shemayim, so on earth. Give us this day our Lechem, Ha Mahar, and release us from our Kob as we release our debtors. And do not let us be carried into Massah, but deliver us from Ha-Ra, because yours is the Malkuth and the Gabura and the Tiferet to the Olamim. Amen. And so, on the night before he died, Jesus gathered his beloved ones around the table, and he took bread, and he broke it. And he gave thanks to his Abba and our Abba and said, this is my body broken for you. This is the bread of tomorrow for you today. Take, eat, and every time you do, remember me. And in the same manner, after the supper, he took the cup. And when he had poured it out, and when he had blessed it, he gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, each one of you. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which I am going to shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, for you and for many. Drink this, and as often as you drink it, remember me. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for the gift of this holy meal. We thank you for the great sacrifice that your son Jesus went through on our behalf that we might find life in this meal because we find him in this meal. Lord, bless us as we receive it. May we continue to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ that we might be poured out into this world as life givers, as life bearers, as witness bearers to the truth of his life within each one of us. Bless us now as we come to this table. Meet us here, we pray. Feed us by your hand with things that we can find nowhere else. And we ask you for this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Friends, the gifts of God are prepared for you. He invites you to come to this table. You may wish to receive the bread and cup and then spend some time at the altar rail in prayer. You may wish to light a candle at one of the candle banks on either side of the chapel as a symbol of your prayer ascending to God on behalf of someone that you carry on your heart today. The gifts of God are prepared for you, his children. Won't you please come to his table?
has been so good to be together in this way. So thank you for bringing all of who you are so that we could co-create this time together. Following our service, um, there's of course coffee in the foyer, but I invite you over to the Anchor House for a time of worship response. The conversation has been rich and lively and um, a, a source of great encouragement and fellowship. So you're invited over to the Anchor House at 10 o'clock for that. As you leave worship today, we have a gift for you to um, carry this series and these teachings and these insights out in, with you into your devotional life. Um, our um, ministry assistant, Haley Brown, um, has created these beautiful cards for each of us that have the Lord's Prayer with the Hebrew and Aramaic words that we've explored. And then on the back is their meanings. Um, so please take one of those. Um, this came out of um, Haley took a trip to the Holy Land a couple of years ago and um, saw something very similar and was given something like this and wanted to gift this to all of you. In the same way, Michael um, continues to lead his group um, in the Holy Land, and they're having a wonderful time. So if you're not Facebook friends with Michael, I encourage you to look him up so you can get on his uh, trip journal, if you will. He claims he is scouting out a contemplative trip for us in the, hopefully in the near future. So um, be encouraged about that. Next Sunday is All Saints Sunday and All Souls Day that we will be observing here in this um, time and space. So um, be um, on the, be anticipating that time together um, as we invite the wisdom of, uh, of the saints and the souls that have been so important and influential in each of our lives. So as is our habit, um, linger in this space. Open your heart and spirit to the words of God that are just for you, your benediction. What is that good word that is calling out to you to take into the week ahead? Let us sit. Mm -hmm. 